We're going to talk about yeah. the youth. Well, we got to first just kind of uh, introduce our yes. two guests here on Unscripted. They're more youthful than we are. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Uh, <laughs> they probably begged to differ with us a little bit. Now they have, Slightly. they both have a tribe uh, of kids. Yes. But Pastor Chris and Pastor Jonathan Saraparu. Uh, on the staff, and they have been in ministry with us for a number of years. Yeah. And they kind of are the kind of the example, the epitome of the youth movement. You yeah. know, um, when I was young, younger, I'm still young. <laughs> and say that, say I was, that. I guess I was about, I guess I was about 22, 21, 22. Um, I, felt the call to the ministry. You know, back then in the Pentecostal circles, um, it, learning pastoral ministry was kind of on-the-job training. There yeah. was, it didn't demand seminary or right. Bible college or you go off. You learned on the job. Yeah. And so I said, well, you know, I wanted to be, I want to be in the ministry. And, uh, and I had been an understudy with Dad for a year or so. Mm-hmm. I've been saved for a couple of years. And I went to him and said, look, I want to be in ministry. And I wasn't expecting to, to uh, be the senior pastor. I realized I, I, realized I, I was a young and, and, and new, novice. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, 20s, huh? but I want to do ministry. And I said, well, Dad, what, you know, what, can I, what, what can I do? And he said to me something I didn't want to hear. <laughs> Isn't that usually the case? Yeah. And, you know, and he's, he he." He real quickly said, well, if you want to be in ministry, start with the youth. Wow. Uh-oh. And I said, who? He said, <laughs> I said, what? The youth? The youth. I mean, I, I knew I was young, and I was kind of like, uh, I was difficult. And so that meant I had to deal with people like me. Uh-oh. And uh, I was like, I, I don't know about that. I want to be in real ministry, because the real ministry for me was what I saw on a Sunday, preaching, yeah, right. the uh, stage, the dealing with the, the sisters and the brothers and yeah. everybody, more more the the mature crowd. Yeah. And Dad was like, "No, you if you want to be in ministry, you need to you need to start with the young people." Well, actually, your dad actually started with well, the youth you know, in ministry. We, we go into, go, it even goes deeper than that. Yeah, I, and I think that that again, that's where yeah, that's where the wisdom comes from. Right. Was. When he was when starting out, yeah, he was a minister in the Church of God, which was a very large Pentecostal denomination. Still exists today. Mm-hmm. Um, Dad was my grandfather was a overseer, which is a bishop mm-hmm. in the Church of God, and Dad got started, and um, he was the youth pastor of the church, and then he became the youth director for the state of Louisiana, wow. and then he was the youth national evangelist so this is so deep in the so dna he would go from state to state to preach in the youth conferences yeah. and then of course then he moved on from that to evangelist right but it was started started there and he so he was saying okay that's what you want then he knew is, something but he, yeah. he 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 did and you know and i thought you know i i, I couldn't have heard worse news <laughs> you know i'm like you know really youth i don't i don't think youth you know I, when i think of youth i thought of all the kids in the back row of the church that were like waiting for church to start and finish. <laughs> and, yeah. and, start and, and, you know, and back then we didn't have Passing text. notes, right? We didn't have 
text pass messages. Right. We pass right notes. Paper, yeah, for sure. For sure. And you pass it to your, you sneak it to your neighbor. Like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, high, like school was <laughs> back in the day. day. Right. That was our text message. That was text messages. Text messages. So, but the only problem about text message is that you can't get rid of it. That's right. Uh, a, 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 a little yeah. white piece of paper, you can take it up and eat it, throw it away, and, and that's mm-hmm. the end of your message. No, I didn't write that. But, um, but yeah, so that dad, dad started there. He said, that's where you need to start. And I mean, I didn't know, I didn't, you know, know what to do. And I mean, today I hope that we're better at training, uh, right. but he was like, you need to, you need to work with the youth. And so I, I was the church drummer and I liked music. And so I, so, you know, you, people have heard me say this before, where do I start? Well, I don't know what to do. I'll start a band. <laughs> and I started a band. And there was a guy in the church, newly coming to church, and um, Mike, and he's he told me he could play guitar. Yeah, I know Mike. And I didn't he know could play the guitar. I didn't know if he could, but he told me I play guitar. Oh yeah. And he had only been there a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. and uh, we had a bass player already in the church. And I said, well, let me go find this guy, and let me listen to him. And and he did. He could play. And the only thing was just he was kind of rogue which m- most musicians are, mm-hmm. they all want to be heard and seen and, uh, but he could play. So I figured, you know what? Okay. Uh, I'll sing a little bit. You, you play bass, you play guitar and we'll learn a few songs and then we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll start on a Wednesday night. And we did. And we started in, um, we started in the small back in the cafeteria at the old, the old church on Sheffman's highway. Wow. And we started with about five or six kids, and then you know things grew to about a hundred, about twenty, twenty-five, thirty, and then before we knew it, we we had over a hundred within a few weeks. I mean, like 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 two months, and then we moved to the the big church, and then it went real well for a while, and it like like happens at times people get jealous, and um, the elders were like they didn't like what we're doing, and you know it kind of got a little. I think I've always caused a little controversy. Oh, now the youth are getting in our way. <laughs> and they were like, you know, you can't, you know, all they're doing is just singing and playing and music and all that. Yeah. They need to be taught and all that stuff. And then after that, it kind of dwindled down a little bit. Mm-hmm. But um, that's my beginning with ministry, with youth. And that's where it started. And, and it just has continued on throughout most of most of our my ministry. Yeah. And uh, I've preached at numerous youth conferences um, uh, I don't know. It's just been, that's, that's and then when I started. met you, we, um, we, your parents said we had gotten married and if we want to be full-time ministry, yeah. work in the school. Right. We've always had a school for almost 50 years right. established in 1975 yes. Bishop McManus Academy, still in full operation, very successful Christian school even today. Yeah. And your parents said, if you want to be full-time in the ministry, work in the school. And the school kept growing and growing and growing. Yeah. Not only numerically, but we were having chapel services and the power of God. Yeah. That's where you come in. Well, it's crazy you say that because that's why I gave my heart to the Lord. Yes. In a chapel service, Bishop preached. In school. You You gave your heart to the Lord in In school. school. So I gave my heart to the Lord when I was nine years old. He was young. I was a young boy. But a, a crazy story. So fast forward a little bit more time. And so the Lord is kind of stirring my heart at this point. And in school, 
we had, you know, here in New Orleans, we got some terrible weather, right? Hurricane season oh, yeah. comes. So we had announced, to unannounced. Announce, unannounced. So we had to consolidate the students to the church building because of storm. And you couldn't at that time, you couldn't just like oh, send a message out and just contact all of the parents. Right. Like right, we could right. do now. We could send a text message out. Parents come. Everybody shows up. <laughs> kids are gone. Now you had to call everybody by phone. And if you got them, you got them. If you didn't, you didn't. So we asked Bishop, we said, hey, Bishop, can we like sing some worship songs since the whole school is inside one building. It's like 250, 300 kids. He was like, yeah, y'all go ahead, have some praise and worship. And we dim the lights. We have some praise and worship. And I yep. mean, it goes absolutely crazy. And we have a chapel service all day. But all it was, day. But it was during the worship where I felt the Lord calling me to a deeper purpose hmm. in the kingdom of God. What happened was, is that I was on stage leading worship and I looked out into the audience and I saw five and six and seven year olds like lifting their hands, praising God, asking God to like forgive them. Like what you done? Like what do you, what do you mean forgive? You hadn't <laughs> right, done right, nothing right. yet, right? And I mean, just crying out to God. And at that moment, the Perfect. Lord so stirred me and it was a complete change. And I was a very successful basketball player at that time, better than uh, my best friend over here, what? Pastor Chris Davis. Uh -oh. but, um, so at, at some point, time, we're going to just like not believe anything <laughs> else he right said now. right there. Right? Because you just discredited yourself. But it's okay. Continue. Yeah, well, no, no, that's, that's fantastic. We're meet up in the gym soon, huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, it's just crazy how, how you, you mentioned that. That you remember that you were young. Oh, I, I, mean, I remember I, it like yeah. a day so vividly, and I think like you know tying in the the the, the time frame. You know, I wasn't married when we, I first started in ministry. Then we got together and we were given another assignment mm -hmm. with the school. The school wasn't doing too well at the time. No, right? They were going to shut. They were, were shutting the school down. Shut the school down. And you said, "Please give us a chance." And you, you and I said, "Well." They said, well, if you'll take it, we'll keep it going. If not, then we're going to shut, shut it, down. it down. And we're like, well, let us try. And it had gone down to like 30 kids. Yeah. And at the end, when we, re well, when Katrina hit, we had over 300 kids. Yeah. 350 we kids. couldn't fit another no, child fit anywhere. <laughs> and in that time, in that time frame, yeah. we had continuous mm -hmm. revivals. Absolutely. That's when, in that time, and Johnny, you can remember this, 93, we started Will You Be Ready? And I think you were one of the I little was, demons, huh? I was huh? a demon. Oh. I was tormenting Pastor <laughs> Now, oh Pastor, Pastor Chris likes that. <laughs> Pastor Chris, like, he was a little demon. That's more like I mean, it was like see, see, art imitating him. life. Look at him. Look at him. Look at him. That, that's more <laughs> like art it, Art imitate huh? life or does right? life imitate art? <laughs> no, but it was just beautiful, beautiful to see that in the context of the school, then we, we we had to educate kids, sure. and of course, listen, you you listen, and I, I I'm not just uh, winging it. By this time, I have a master's degree mm -hmm. in in education. Mm -hmm. I'm the school principal, so you know I'm qualified yeah. by the by the by the state standards. But then you know my heart was never to be a school teacher or a right. principal. My heart was always, and at this time, I'm not the senior pastor. No. We we are we are just the past associate pastors, and again, here's my greatest. The impact that we're making is not in. And at the time, I was doing I was doing everything. I mean, I was uh, marrying people. I was 
Doing funerals, marrying, burying. I was doing it all. <laughs> I mean, preaching on hospitals. But I was the associate pastor. But I was the youth pastor. Yeah. And you know, and, and I'm thankful to the Lord. I look back, even with my, I don't know, even with my hesitation, God still looked beyond me, and used us. And then, of course, I embraced it. I realized this is not just. This is not. This is not average. Right. This is not me just filling in. No. There's something going on here. And when Johnny and that group in, back in school, he's right. Kids were just, would, kids would, uh, you know, the kids would just, were just hungry. They're just hungry for a move and of Like God, Johnny, they, they, were, they, were, they would come to chapel. and they Most would, of our students were not church kids They were either. not church kids. They just was yeah. hungry. But man. I can remember I would come in early. And, and you, you would preach it too, yeah. man. You'd pray yeah. over the seats. Yeah. I would pray over every seat. I'm not, I'm not giving away my reward. I'm just saying that, you know, when I embraced it, right. it God even did a greater work. And, and then we were there. I would come in on, on morning. You would start, turn the lights on, and I would go from chair to chair, lay hands on all the kids' yeah. chairs. And said, so God, save them. Yeah. Save them, yeah. save them. Oh, and some of them were some hard yeah. cases. They were hardcore, man. Oh, <laughs> they were hard cases. Some through the flood, some when through the water, but God all through the flood. move on <laughs> a hard case, you know it's well, God. Well, because what happened was yeah. is that you have kids that that was their church service. Yes. You know, because you, you have kids that had, were unchurched. Right. And then they come to chapel service and they're experiencing church and then they start coming to church and their parents don't. And all of a sudden they grew up in the ministry mm -hmm. and they come to church and then their parents start coming to church after yeah. that. So that was, that was tr tremendous. My mom worked with you as yeah, well. That's where you, where yeah. your mom. And your mom still, your mom works, still works in the school. Yeah. Well, yeah. your mom had her own, her own business, mm -hmm. but then um, we became friends and then she, we worked together. I mm -hmm. think that was before she started coming, coming to, to the church, coming to church, yeah, yeah. but she had put you in school and your brothers. And uh, we, Miss Tina, we, I remember Miss Tina's driver's places. Oh, yeah. Well, Think about, she don't drive today. But she would, I mean, we would talk and she would tell me, you know, uh, Pastor, one day we're going to have 300. Right. I think at that time we probably had 80 or 90 kids. And, and, and she just, you know, she was right in there with us. She still thinks that way. But it's like, yeah, she does. And, it, it, and, it, and you know, it's like God sends the right people to yeah. you, but the vision was young people. And then you look back at the life of Jesus, there he is, he's 30 years old, but he calls a bunch of 18-year-olds to be world changers right. yes. and to leave the, the whole responsibility of the church sure, sure. with 20-somethings. Yeah. They're with him for three years, so they're yeah. 21. When he leaves, he cuts out, That's just amazing. and he turns it over to them. And, you know... I didn't know that revelation back when I was when I was young. <laughs> sure, I just sure. like I didn't want to deal with babysitting. I didn't want to deal with all the problems that I gave. Yeah. It would all come back to me. Uh, but I could see that hand. So when we first started off. There was a revival when I when school. we got married. There was a you know, and then we started the school, and then we had will you be ready? Oh, and I mean, we just thousands, thousands. Then Katrina hit. Thousands of kids, and if mm -hmm. we thought, man, this is the epitome of ministry. Yes. Right. And then Katrina hit. In 2005. And boom, boom. it was all over. Everybody Everything scattered. came to yeah. a halt. But that was, it's crazy because we were in the midst of a huge youth revival. Yeah. Right before Katrina. The right Sunday before, before Katrina yes. hit. Was the biggest. Was a, 
was a youth service in the church. And yeah. it was like the biggest service we ever had in church. Yeah. It's like youth did the praise and worship. They did the ministry. We were doing a, uh, a youth conference yeah, at, at, yeah, was, at that time. Was, so we had enough youth in the church to do like a legitimate youth conference. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was just yeah. like. Not a youth whole, meeting, like uh, a youth conference. Yeah. No, it was. It took over Big. the whole service and the whole weekend. And then there Katrina comes Katrina and it, it's comes. like. People are in. It's all over. At probably every state in the country. I mean, everyone was just oh, scattered. Moved. You went off to college yeah. at that time to. Uh, Palm Beach Atlantic yeah. University. So we, I mean, that, this was might have been the week before Katrina that I had started my freshman year. So when I go away to college uh, on a basketball, on a basketball scholarship. scholarship and then Katrina hits and I'm like, what am I, you know, what's going on? Like, I couldn't even contact people. I mean, you'd think we don't have like right. social media like we did. We didn't, no, we didn't have wasn't. ways of connecting with people. Now, you know, we just had, uh, you know, uh, this past year we had Hurricane Ida, but we're all like checking in on Facebook yeah. and, and everything. Like, well, phone lines don't work. And update reports. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, but like when you came. Which Pastor was right Chris, before Katrina. Which was right, right before. before. Yeah, about a year or so. Well, that was a encounter or Freedom Weekend. Yeah, I think we had a retreat that we go on. Uh, every few months, and it yeah, was the, well, it was the first again, youth, right, right right at the end, right before we evacuated for Katrina, we were having a a, a surgence of youth revival. Youth, yeah. yeah, and um, we had a youth encounter. Yeah, in Mississippi at the Gulf Coast. Beautiful, place, uh, yeah. a beautiful place. Yeah. I wish we still had that. So Katrina wiped Christian. it out. Past yeah. Christian. Yeah. 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 And uh, I remember <clears throat> Pastor Chris came, and I happened to be in in there. Now, by this time, we're the senior pastors. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember Pastor Pastor Chris came. Yeah. And for for whatever reason, I was standing behind him when he went up to the altar, and I can remember how dramatic. Mm. Mm. And I know you're not a very dramatic individual <laughs> no he's pretty reserved now that i've now that i've no, but i at that time i didn't really know yeah, you right. and i remember how dramatic yeah. your your truly your conversion was yeah and that was right before katrina yeah that was right i mean just a month or two before you know it's it's, it's amazing too because i think we don't always know the seeds that we're 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 sowing in and just the work that we're tilling when we're working in the youth, like you're saying, you know, those years before, right? So what we talked about previously was, was some years before I showed up in 2004. And, and so, you know, I think at that point in my life, I'm, I'm, I'm growing up Catholic, I go to Catholic school. Um, I'm thinking about y'all talking about chapels, man. I'm like, you know, we had school mass. <laughs> and it's like, okay, that was a time where we just kind of checked out on life, you yeah. know? Like and like, and like the most exciting mass ever got in Catholic school for us, because <laughs> we went to all boys school, was we would do a tri-school mass. So what that was is that they had two girl Catholic schools <laughs> oh. that would come together with ours. This go. was the only time the guys were ironing their clothes, <laughs> right. cutting their hair. Right, I mean, we just right. look a hot mess. Grooming, man. Right. We like yeah. groomed for the mass so that we could talk to some girls right. for the first time all year. I went to year. Catholic school and when we would have to go to confession, we would make up sins <laughs> to get a longer penance because you would go do your repentance and your penance right after. So the longer they gave you, the longer you were out of class. So we would like create repented, sins. Man. We would like, make yeah, them up. And that was crazy. the only time you repented That's like ever terrible. in your life. That's strategic. Terrible. <laughs> we Pentecostals had our ways to try to avoid God. You know, you guys had yours, but we had yeah. ours too. So, so, to, so to talk about just like the spirit of God showing up in school is just so powerful. Um, yeah, so, but, 
but, you know, God has a way. You, you've always said, Bishop, that if God wants to bless you, he'll send people in your life. And if the devil yeah. wants to bless you, he'll send people in your life. Uh, but God started sending people into my life sure. that were a part of what God was doing at City Cathedral at the time. And, yeah. and me meeting people like Pastor Johnny, who, yeah, you blocked my shot, but yeah, it's okay. But, That's you, all, but didn't you, know, you, that. you, you had met Lauren, which is who's oh, your wow, wife now. Yeah. yeah. At that time, you were just, you'd met her. Yeah. And... That's kind of how I started coming to the church, but they told me about uh, they told me about the encounters, what we called them at the time, and and I, you know, I was just at a place in my life as a fifteen, I think it probably fourteen, fifteen at that time. I, I was at a place in my life where I was like, God, if you're real, I want you, but if wow. not, yeah. I'm not trying to play around. Like I, I was on the verge of wanting to do everything that my parents told me not to do. Yeah. So if God did not intervene in my life, you know, we would have we would be telling a completely different story. And I think there's so many young people mm -hmm. that are at like crossroads, especially when you start getting into like high school. And, you know, no especially, you know, you're making decisions yeah. about what you're going to do with your life as you start approaching college age and, the, and the, you know, that senior year and so on and so forth. And, and so I just made a decision that whenever the next encounter was going to be, I was going to be there. Like, I don't even think anyone really invited me they just told me about how powerful it was mm. and I just wanted something real with God I didn't want old religion I didn't want what people you know said it was I didn't want to try to be a good boy I was gonna if, it, if I was gonna be good it was because I had you know God was real it made it you right. know and so when I went for the first time in my life I encountered the presence of the Lord. Yeah. Like I can't tell you that before that weekend that I had ever had an encounter with the presence of the Lord. Um, I, I just had this stronghold in my mind. That you couldn't read the Bible. You couldn't understand it. It's, it was just making sense to wow. me. Like I understood. I don't know if it was how you communicated the gospel or it was the Holy Spirit was like unlocking it. It was like, it was the Holy Spirit. I, yeah. yeah, for sure. Right. <laughs> sure. And I mean, but just at 17 in my life, it's just completely different, yeah. you know, but if you didn't have that emphasis on you. Yeah. Where would we be? I think that's what it, I think that's the whole, the combination that God anoints and also the, the, the desire mm. to reach young men and women. Yeah. And when you came, your hunger met God's anointing you preached about that on and yeah. when that hunger sure when that hunger meats jesus yeah there is it, the jesus is attracted to that hunger yeah. and so you you were incredibly changed and you had you were in the, the valley of decision yeah. because now you want to be at home with your church family but you've worked all your life to be a a college athlete got a, co a college scholarship to go to a really Nice school, in the peninsula of Florida, <laughs> yes. on the on that East Coast, Palm Beach, which is you know beautiful. Uh, anybody sure. would love to retire there yeah. or go there and live. And so there you are, Katrina hits, and all of what we're talking about, in my mind, all of our minds comes to a complete halt. It we not just a halt. It's like dreams are demolished, yeah. destroyed. What do we do now? What are we going to do now? And I, I, I wrestled with it for, for weeks and weeks and months. And of course, there's another story there. God opened the door and he said, go back. We went back, 
and re started to rebuild our church. Yeah. Old church. You mm-hmm. both of you, yeah. you were you yeah. want a, a, a this time you're on a, a scholarship I to in, in Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah. You're in Florida. Both of you don't know what's going on right. because the communications are all down. We do all finally get in touch with each other, but we're going to go back. Um, you're still in Florida, Tennessee. We go back. We build a church, mm-hmm. and we're we're just saying, okay, God, now here we are. There's nobody living in New Orleans East. Uh, there's nobody around for a five-mile radius. The church is back. <laughs> What next? What are you going to do? Send all the animals like the, like the it's ark? It's not much of a you know? community. There's no one, there's, who's going to come to church? Right. And uh, I've told the story before. Uh, Pastor Chris's wife, Lauren, Dr. Lauren, now, uh, had just enrolled in Xavier the week or two before Katrina hit. Anyway, uh, Xavier was, was you know postponed for, I think, a semester. It was one of the first schools to open back yeah, up right. yeah. Yeah. after Katrina. Yeah. Well, Lauren met me in Baton Rouge, and she said, I want you to pray for me. And I said, what's that, Lauren? She said, I want to reach 10% of my school for Jesus. Now, I thought, okay, you know, I've heard a lot of faith talk before. <laughs> but uh, And I, Lauren was a beautiful girl in the spirit. She was mm-hmm. always, she loved God. And so I didn't doubt that she wasn't sincere, sure. right. but sometimes our zeal <laughs> it can outmatch right. uh, our wisdom. But right. I said, you know what? Hey, I'd rather I'd rather some fire than no fire. That's yeah. right. And so I didn't really have a lot of faith. I mean, I just prayed a prayer. But in her mind, she said, if we'll pray together, I believe I can reach 10% yeah. of my school for Jesus. And I said, all right. So I laid hands on her. We both cried and we agreed upon it. And off she went back. Xavier opened up back for school. Mm-hmm. And in January of 2006, we had just been back in our building just a few weeks. Yeah. yeah. And then, a, you know, a month or two, February. And I remember coming into church one Sunday and it was about 20 young, new peop, young people. Yeah. I'm like, what, what is going on here? And, uh, Somebody mentioned to me, oh, these are some of the girls from Lauren's life group. Yeah. Yeah. At the time, yeah. we called them life group. Yeah. And like, wow. Well, you fast forward to Pastor Johnny then. God starts working starts on. Moving. He works yeah. on him. On my heart. I'm, I'm, I'm coming back home. Yeah. He left his basketball back. scholarship. Yep. He left his, 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 his scholarship, and I think he did too. you were wrestling too. Well, we also. I think I came back before he you. He came back before me. Yeah. I, I obeyed the Lord before you did. <laughs> well, we, the Lord spoke go. to Pray us up. when we were renovating the church after Katrina. That, yeah. I mean, I remember I'm bent down painting a wall, and uh, he comes in, Bishop comes in and says, the Lord wants us to open a Bible college. And I'm thinking, a Bible college? <laughs> like, what? I what mean, really? Here? What are you thinking? Yeah. Yeah. And we opened a Bible college. And we, and we had we started with five, five, five students. students. You five were students. one of the one five. Other. You yeah. left your Palm Beach scholarship it made to no come sense. to a Bible college it's with God five don't people. Make God, don't, God don't make no sense, right? But, but listen. We would teach in that bio. I remember like we would teach like we had hundreds. Yeah, it was. 
I mean, we taught every class. We were so diligent. Yeah. That Bible college grew. Yeah. It grew to hundreds. Grew, yeah. Yeah. hundreds. I mean, hundreds. so hundreds of young people. Most of our leaders in the church now came through yeah, our Bible well, college. Uh, Pastor Chris came back. He was one of the five. Then a little bit after that, Pastor Johnny came back, and I think he grew to 25. He was one of the 25 then. Yeah. By that time, uh, Lauren's uh, endeavors had grown to yeah. multiple groups. Right. Yeah. When we tallied how many people Lauren actually won to Christ in that year or two span where people were coming, it was well over 300. Xavier has an enrollment of 3,000. So God had given Lauren 10% of the population of her school. We know the story after, but then that's what happened. We had school i mean uh groups on uno tulane then you guys both started working with the high school campuses yeah Yeah. high schools i mean thousands yeah then the high school then the high you were in the high school how many high schools were were you at that time we were in 13 high schools and we were mentoring mentoring 1200 kids a week Wow. At the, and we had like 60 mentors that would go out all around the greater New Orleans yeah. area and mentor in different high schools. But, you know, you know, one thing you would always say, Bishop, is that um, desperation is the door that breakthrough walks through. Mm-hmm. And that really desperation, okay. see, he said it, right? <laughs> but, you can tweet that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we will. But, <laughs> but, but that desperation, that, it was in that time span where it seems like like we were, yeah. we, we had left ambition alone and we were in a place of obscurity here in New Orleans. But mm-hmm. that's when God did his best work yeah. in our hearts. And yeah. we in obscurity, right? It's like, who, who cares about New Orleans at this point? Right. But there's a revival brewing and, and, right and, and in the midst of right famine. in the midst of famine, right? Yeah. It was like he and I, and you know, we've been best friends for a long time, but we were go to camp. And right before we gave up our scholarship, we really felt the Lord. I mean, Bishop, this is this is the craziest thing. Yeah, you had kids going to camp that were college students. We going mm-hmm. to a camp in mm-hmm. Texas, right? And and we were like doing we were things. So hungry, we were so hungry just for it, God it just, to it move. It didn't make sense, man. I, it I'm was crazy. Like, you know, it, it's like you, you talk about Bishop how the Church on Fire changed the world, right. like. As kids, I, I just remember my whole life just being turned around. It was like nothing else mattered. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I remember my mom, you know, telling me, it's like, like, you need balance. I mean, it was just like everything was Jesus. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I mean, it was just I mean, like, yeah. like you don't you don't make kids go read their Bible. Right. No, like no. We, we would do all night prayer meetings and have all youth in the, right. in the, in the prayer meeting. Right. All, right. all night. 10 p.m. Like, to 6 p.m. All night. Like, we're waking up in the morning and going to eat breakfast. Like, right. it was after the prayer meeting. The go energy. Yeah. The young people have the energy. The energy. Yeah. And I, Jesus knew that. Yeah. He knew the energy level of a young man and a young woman could not be matched by somebody who's yeah. 40, 50, yeah. 60 years old. Yeah. So I think, you know, for, for in that time, God had shifted from, it wasn't, I wasn't really the main player. I was the, the leader. Right. But it was the people like yourself, yeah. your wife, and others, and, and Pastor Johnny, who were like just on, on those campuses, yeah. and hundreds, thousands of kids, yeah. our Bible college, and then yeah. saved. 
Well, you know. And and, and it just it just it just now today all of those young men and women are you. pastors, doctors, yeah. lawyers, but they're on fire for Jesus right. still. Right. But right. the but the what comes to me right now is okay, there was the Chris, there was the Johnny, Lauren. Who's going to be that next Chris, yes. that yes. next Lauren? Yes. Because now we fast forward to, you know, to today, mm-hmm. Pastor Johnny is the youth leader. Mm-hmm. And of course, you're one of our district pastors, mm-hmm. Pastor Chris. But uh, Pastor Johnny's got some exciting things that are taking place right. now. That yeah. was, that was 15, 20, yeah. 15, he's 12 over years. the Christian school that he got saved in. <laughs> right. 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 He's Pastor the Johnny administrator of the Christian school <laughs> that he got saved in. Pastor Johnny, want to lead, start with So it can, it, it's, exactly. we lo- I love, the torch. I love stories of the past. Yeah. Because it, it, it builds our faith to know if God did it, he can do it again. Absolutely. But what is God doing now? Right. Yes. What What is God doing now, Pastor, you know, Pastor it, John? It's crazy because, I mean, we both know that. The world has been through like a shaking. The world has been rocked. <laughs> really since, yeah, for sure. It is unprecedented. Yeah. We living in times that no one else right. that we know of yeah. could relate to what we're yeah, doing, right. where, we're go- where we're at. Sure. But no you, one. But you know, the thing that I've always, and you, what you have always taught us, Bishop, is just the value of assignment, right? Is that when the Lord has, in, has you know, entrusted us with a specific assignment, there's absolutely nothing that can stop for us. Sure. And so right now, you know, we, we're having a tremendous outpouring with young people. Man, we have youth services here every Wednesday nights. Our youth are in multiple uh, high schools around the city. They have their own small groups within those high schools. Right. Uh, we're, we're, we're back in um, high school campuses mentoring, uh, mentoring young people right now. And it's, it's like those seeds have already been planted and now they're just being rekindled, right? right. And yeah. being, you know, right now we're in a series that's called Revival, right? right. And right. so those things are being revived back mm-hmm. again. And it's like, okay, I, I got the blueprint. Yeah, It's just like, you know, you go into, right, right Pastor Chris, you, you know, yeah, you go sure. into mm-hmm. a situation, it's kind of like when you got the blueprint, you know how this goes, mm-hmm. right? Because I, I don't want to just see revival, but I want to seed revival. So those seeds have already oh, been planted. I, I, it re- yeah, I, I like revival. the student yeah. section in the church yeah. on Sundays yeah. Yeah. where the youth yeah. sit together. Man. Well, yeah, and I, I, I think that, you know, Katrina brought things to a halt. Um, the pandemic just put everything like what was before no longer exists, and it's a reset. Mm-hmm. But I think the, like you said, that the pattern and the template, the blueprint is already there. It's already there. And whenever God is going to do something, it will never be with people my age. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, never. Yeah. Just, re, just re, now, God may use someone like me to stir the fire. That's right. But it's not going to be me. My time, and I'm, I, don't, I say this, with, I understand what I'm talking about. My day is past. Mm-hmm. My responsibility today is different than it was back in that day. Right. My point is, is that if you're going to look for revival, you got to look to the young men and young Come women. On. Still, yeah. still today, Jesus started it. He got 18-year-olds, and we need to look for the 18-year-olds. Yeah. 
And what I love about that's, young people is they the hate revelation. scripts. <laughs> that's why we have this program. It's unscripted. It's unscripted. <laughs> it's unscripted. We have 100%. a wealth of wisdom yes. and a wealth of, of ability. Not that I, 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 I'm, not, I'm not above doing what I've always done. It's just that we're looking for where God yeah. is breathing. Right. Yeah. And he's always going to breathe on young men and young women. Yeah. Today, this college campus is, is where we have all of this strife and this anger yep. is because those who are opposing right. their antichrist right. have infiltrated our colleges yeah. yes. and taught people to be the opposite right. of what yes. we do. Right. What is the answer? The answer is you never deal with fire with fire. You have the supernatural right. where God moves by his grace. Right. And I think, again... It's going to happen no, in the youth. No yeah. doubt. Because, see, the enemy right now is trying to steal young people's identity. And, and they go through an identity crisis. I mean, I talk to so many young kids now. And to affirm them and to mm -hmm. tell them who they are mm -hmm. in Christ is yeah. the number one thing right now. Sure. Right? And so when the Lord leads us to do that and we have that responsibility there's absolutely nothing that can stop when yeah. a young person yeah. know who they are, who they are in Jesus Christ. Sure. And, it's, you know, it's so powerful, though. You know, when I think about as we go back, we're, we're talking about the journey that we've been on as a ministry uh, that y'all created an environment where youth were welcome. And I was before the before we started filming, I was talking about, you know, just like when in, in those days, like when I came to the church and I saw young people lifting their hands and worshiping the Lord. Right. It it like it broke through some barriers that caused me to stop being so self-conscious. You know, so people come to church. We're so self-conscious. We're worried about what other people are going to think. We want we're worried about what we're going to look like in front of people. But but if you can get young people to to stop being self-aware self-conscious mm -hmm. and be god aware be aware of of the presence of the holy spirit that's where god touched me as you were talking about it and it was like you know i mean i had no rhythm <laughs> i mean i i like i, I was clapping i wasn't yeah. on beat and one young guy said to me uh that i just remember it like it was yesterday he's like man you're not on beat i'm like man shut up i don't yeah. care you know yeah. and like when i lifted my hands like god so touched me but but you created opportunity. Yeah. Like young people were serving in right. the church. So you walk in and it's like people people are like, this is a church for young people. This is right. not a church for old yeah. people. Bishop. Right. That's true. <laughs> Still to this day, I'm so shocked the stuff that you allowed me to do in the house of now. Right? <laughs> like, I'm shocked. I'm like, man, Bishop really let me do this. But you always trusted. You know, and that's the thing. Even through the times where, hey, I, I messed up, or you the times to. where it's just yeah. like, he knowing just trusted, you're gonna mess up, knowing mess I'm going to mess up. The Old Testament you know? gives us such such great patterns. By 50 yeah. years old, a Levite had to retire. Right. 50. 50. 50. Wow. That's, and that we, we, we translate that into today's church. That's, that's the deacons. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the servers in the church, we're not saying that my age can't serve. It's really the model of the Bible. Right. Some of us in this room only have eight more years. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, We're not saying that. We're not going to say that. Eight years or so. Anyway, but but my point is, is that, again, the pattern, go back, young. The, yeah. the, the Levites, the ones who set up the tabernacle, broke it down, moved with it, were young men. Yeah. Yes. And today it's the same. My question today, and those who are listening, watching us, yep. who is the next Lauren? Right. Yeah. Mm. Who's the next Kenny? 
Who's the next Johnny? That's Who's it. the next Pastor Chris? I mean, this is what this is what the Spirit is saying to me Absolutely. as we're sitting here uh, on, on this podcast. If you're listening, you're watching us. That could be you. Yeah. Yes. All God get here. Get here. I keep hearing the Spirit saying, "Get here." No to just if, say yes. if you're a young person watching this, get here. Mm-hmm. If you're a parent and you have young people in your care, get them yes. here. That's all I keep hearing is, "Get wow. here. Get here. Get wow, here." Yeah. It's unscripted. Wow. You get here and you let God do the rest. I yeah. believe we're in an in a reset mm-hmm. that we're going to see the glory of the Lord, and nothing makes me yes. more excited than when Dad said. Start with the youth. Start What's the, the word youth. today? Start, Start with, the, with youth. the youth. It hasn't changed. Yeah. God's word is eternal. Thank you guys for yes. for joining us. Thanks we appreciate us. you. We 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 honor both of you for. I, I was telling Tammy yesterday. I wish, and in regards to you, Pastor Johnny, I wish we could get two of y'all because uh, we you know. Yeah. We could just do double what we do because, yeah. I mean, they handle we'll they, they handle so much and they do so much yes. for the Lord. And uh, but, you know, it didn't start like yesterday. Started sure. when you were 15, right. 16, yeah. 18. Now you're 30 something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two beautiful, three beautiful kids, beautiful wives, wonderful <laughs> example to the community. We're just so proud of both of you. And we're just looking with you. And uh, along with you, where is God going to move next? Yes, Amen. The youth. Amen. So thank you for joining us. We've really enjoyed our conversation. And we pray that you will also start with the youth. Mm-hmm.